Can I help you? Susan? Susan Williamson? Yes. Can I help you? Susan. Susie. It's Matthew. Maddie. What? I know. Been a long time. But it's me. What? Where have you- I came to see you. Can I... Is it okay if I come inside? No! I mean... Yes. Sure. Come in. Thanks. Wow. Everything looks the same. Let's go into the kitchen. I just put up a pot of coffee. Great. Take anything with it? Just a little milk, please, if you have it. I do. Thank you. This is good. Thank you for not slamming the door in my face. Of course not. So, what brings you here? I read Mother's obituary in the Times. Uh-huh. The article also mentioned that Father predeceased her. I hadn't known that. Yes. Quite a while ago, actually. It'll be... I'm pretty sure 13 years next fall. No. Wait. I'm off by a year. 12. This September. I'm sorry. Why? I just am. I don't mean anything disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So... I'm happy to see that they left the house to you. Okay. Well, I appreciate- I realize this is awkward, but it's still not clear to me why you're here, Matthew. Michael. Excuse me? I changed my name to Michael. Oh. Michael. I see. Michael what? Weston. Michael Weston. <laughs> so. Matthew George Williamson III is now Michael Weston. The first. Invent a middle name, too? No. Of course not. <laughs> an M.W. for an M.W. Certainly makes it easier on the linen closet. Susie. Look, Matthew. Or Michael. Mike. Mikey? Whatever name you're going by these days. There's no need for that. No need for what? My sarcasm? Or is it my lack of surprise that I find you here so soon after Mother's passing? I don't understand. Sure you do. Look, if it's money you're after, let me set you straight. No, it... There is none. There's nothing left. This house... The house which you believe our parents were kind enough to pass down to me? It's mortgaged. To the hilt. So if that's what- Susie. I'm not here to challenge the will if that's what you think. Then why are you here? Because I wanted to see you. Yeah. Right. 
and I suppose you expect me to believe that you've long held this strong desire to reconnect with the sister you abandoned. Susie. The nine-year-old girl who woke up one morning to the realization that her older brother, whom she loved, didn't even care enough to say goodbye? That's not how it was. Oh, no? Well, tell me, big brother, why did you leave? Tell me, because I'd like to understand why you left me all alone in this crazy house. The house wasn't crazy when I left, Susie. I was. That may be, but it certainly wasn't sane after you- Tell me what happened, please. I want to know. You want to know. I remember that Mother was frantic. I'd never seen her lose it the way she did when you didn't come home after a few days. Father said that you were probably just blowing off some steam before you went away to college. Mother made no secret that she didn't share his view. A few days later, when it became clear that this wasn't a prank, Father insisted on calling the police. I worried about that. Well, you needn't have. Because Mother refused. What? You expected her to care? She didn't want the headlines. I was counting on that. How did she talk Father out of calling the cops? She said that you were an adult, at least in the eyes of the law, and if you wanted to leave, well, as I look back on that time, I'm pretty sure that's when things really began to unravel between them. What makes you say that? They argued. A lot. One night, I remember waking to the sound of something breaking. A glass. I don't know. Followed by what sounded like a loud slap. I was too frightened to leave my room. I was so scared that I pulled the blanket over my head, stuck my fingers in my ears, closed my eyes, and prayed that whatever was happening downstairs would stay downstairs. The next day, Father wasn't at the breakfast table. Mother didn't seem to mind. She just calmly sat there reading the newspaper. A little later, I went outside to play, and I saw him in the back part of the property. You know, by the fence between us and the Beeries next door. He was looking in the opposite direction, away from the house. I called out to him, but he didn't turn around. I walked over to where he was standing. It was the oddest thing. He purposefully turned his face away from me. So, being the curious little girl that I was, I pulled on his hand until he turned around. That's when I saw it. His left eye was mostly closed, the skin around it dark, and his cheek was scratched and red. I began to cry. He did too. 
He bent down, placed both of his hands on my arms, and touched his forehead to mine. Told me not to cry, and that everything would be okay. It would be okay when you came back home. But you never did. I'm sorry, Susie. You're sorry. You know what? I don't care. You disappeared and everything turned to shit. You got out and left a nine-year-old in charge of her crazy parents. And now? Now you expect to pick up where you left off. No, I don't. But I truly believe that you were safe, Susie. That what happened between- What did happen? Why did you leave? I'll tell you. But if you don't mind, can we... Can we talk a little about our lives first? Sure. Why not? You're the guest. Okay. I'll start. I'm married. My wife's name is Allison. Allie. Forty years this summer. Forty years. We have two children. David is 35. He's an attorney. Just made partner. His firm is based in Chicago, which is also where Allie and I live. David and his wife Linda have a newborn. Our first grandchild, Charlotte, after Allie's mom. Linda is obviously on maternity leave, University of Chicago. She's on tenure track, medieval literature. I teach there as well, statistics. Our daughter, Laura, is 32. She is quite something. Lives in Atlanta with her longtime boyfriend, Craig. Nice guy. The two of them are researchers at the CDC. What does your wife do? Contend with me. She uh, took early retirement from her law firm last year. As the saying goes, you can take the lawyer out of the law firm. She really made me laugh the other day. I said something about preferring a pillow on my face to spending the rest of my life in an assisted living facility. She agreed, too quickly, I might add, and asked that I put it in writing. Well, um. Quite a pleasant little life you fashioned for yourself. You know, I worked hard. I'm sure you did. Anyway, my turn. Like you, I ended up in academia. What are the odds of that? Neuroscience. Yes, that I know. I read your online profile. Fordham, right? That damned internet. Yep. Bane of our modern existence. So, married? Kids? Grandkids? Was. No. And no. Sorry, I didn't mean Let's to. see. Marriage number one was brief. An asterisk, really. A matrimonial footnote. Rick and I got together in college. Things were great. We were great. In the beginning. That is, until Brian came along. I know what you're thinking. Brian didn't come along for me. So, after Mother arranged for a quickie annulment to our quickie marriage, 
we had eloped, much to mother's extreme disappointment, followed by an appropriate number of years in between, as in two, I married Jacob, of whom mother did approve, but decided to keep the wedding on the down low because, well, one could never be sure that the press wouldn't dredge up the annulment. Jacob was a decent man. A decent man from a decent family who wanted decent children. Unfortunately for him, it turns out that I'm not biologically equipped to comply. Chronic anovulation. No eggs. I am so sorry. Don't be. I'm not. With our mother as a role model? Please. Anyway, mother being mother, it didn't take her very long to begin concocting her own version of events. What do you mean? Surely it couldn't be me. Not her daughter. Obviously it must have something to do with the sperm donor, as mother took to describing Jacob, but only when he was within earshot. A couple of years after the divorce that naturally ensued, along comes Ian. Things were good for a while, but- Mother again? No. This time it was me. All me. Needless to say, mother was neither proud nor pleased. No society wedding. No announcements in the Times style section. No grand progenies. Nothing screams failure like a three-time loser daughter of a famous woman, in addition to a mysteriously missing son. After Ian left, she said that it would have been better if I'd been the one to have gone missing. Lovely, right? That was Mother. Almost to the end. An end that consumed every last dollar she had. And then some. You know that pillow on your face that you talked about? Well, let me tell you. I had no idea. Of course you didn't. You weren't around. No, I wasn't. You asked why I left, Susie. Yesterday morning, which feels more like a year ago right now, Allie and I were having coffee in our kitchen, much like you and I are doing right now. I was reading the newspaper, Times, of course, and I noticed a story about Woodstock's 50th anniversary. I read the same story and thought of you. Really? Why? It's the weekend you disappeared. Yeah, that's right. I was there, Susie. I went to Woodstock. How nice for you. I'm sure you had a great time. I did, but that's not what I want to talk about. So I told Allie about the article and my experiences at the festival. She knew I'd gone. That part I didn't hide from her. She didn't- Hang on. A few pages later, I saw Mother's obituary. And it rocked me, which made no sense. I've been reading the obits for years, Susie, for years waiting for that notice to appear. And still, Allie right away noticed a change in my demeanor. And here I thought I had kept it to myself. 
There's a reason I don't play poker. Anyway, she picked up on that, and the lawyer side of her took over. Of course, I did my best to bob and weave. Even came up with a ridiculous excuse about needing to go to the hardware store to make an extra key. Anything to avoid her scrutiny. But she wasn't buying it. So after I returned home, without the key, she called me out on it. Not in an aggressive way, mind you. Allie's not like that. But she is direct. So I shut her down. And after being all pissed off for the rest of the day, me, not her, finally I relented and told her everything. She didn't know? Not a clue. Nobody knew I was anyone other than Michael Weston. That's crazy. How did she take the news? Not well. She was so angry when I told her, so angry and hurt. I never meant to. I'm not surprised. I know how I feel right now, and I'm not married to you. What I don't get is, you're together what? 40 years, I think you said? 42. We're married 40 years this past summer. And in all that time, you didn't trust? I have a life, Susie. A life that I worked hard to create from nothing. A life that I love. I didn't want anyone to know what came before. Not Allie, not anyone. So when I told her who I was, or used to be, and once she got over the initial shock, I had to convince her that I wasn't some escaped con, or God knows what she was thinking. She realized that something must have happened to cause me to take, as she put it, such drastic action. You were a little girl, Susie. Not so little, Michael. I was almost ten. Little enough, sis. You were five when it stopped. When I made it stop. When I threatened Mother to expose her for what she did. She was a monster, Susie. A monster. She took advantage of me from the time I was nine until I was 14. What? Five years. And she, she touched me. And God forgive me, I enjoyed the attention. Attention from someone who was so formidable, so significant. More than father, more than any of my friends, parents, more than anyone I knew at the time. Jesus, her picture was in the newspaper, Susie. She was on TV and she was interested in me. In making me feel good. And then it stopped feeling good and started to not feel right. As I became older, I began to feel ashamed, but I couldn't. I didn't know how to, not until I became angry, really angry, when I was 14 when many of my friends already had girlfriends, 
when they talked about the things they did or were trying to do. And I realized that what my mother was doing to me was not just wrong, it was sick. Oh my God, how I tried to bury that in my head. But the more I tried, the more paranoid I become. What if my secret was revealed? What if my friends found out? What would I do? I spent a lot of time thinking about killing myself. The note I'd leave behind too. So that everyone would know what they did to me. They? What do you mean they? Father was equally responsible. He couldn't not have known what mother was doing. He knew and he didn't do anything about it. He didn't protect me. Did you try telling him? No point in that. No point because after I pushed her away, things settled down for a while. And I was hopeful that she got the message. I was wrong. A few weeks later, she started coming at me from a different angle. As I said before, many of my friends had girlfriends. Not me, though. It's not that I wasn't interested. I was. Very. I just... I didn't know how to go about it. It was awkward. I was awkward. The only role model I had was father. And look how that turned out. So after a while, she began to make fun of my lack of activity, as she put it. Started calling me her little fairy boy. Faggity Maddie. Unbelievable. First she assaults my body, and then my masculinity, because why else would I not want her to... And father? He didn't do a thing. So he knew. I don't know if he was aware of the sex part, but he was very much in the room for the faggity Maddie insults. And he did nothing. Not a word to mother. Not even a glance in my direction. Nothing to indicate that he understood what this was doing to me. Nothing. You're wrong, Maddie. I mean, Michael. You're wrong about him. No way. Well, consider this. I was 11, and one of my teachers noticed that my upper left arm was discolored. Black, blue, yellow, and not just in one spot. Mother had squeezed me there so hard that her fingers left marks all around. Father was home when the call came to the house that evening. Of course, Mother made some excuse about her reaching out to grab me so that I wouldn't fall backwards down the stairs. And because Mother is... was... who she was... My teacher, Mrs. Connor, praised her for taking such quick action. I know, because she told me the next day. Father however, wasn't about to let that go so easily. They had a big fight that night. As bad as the one they had after you left. Or should I say, ran away. I heard father threaten to expose mother's behavior. That everybody would know how she was abusing me if she didn't stop. That makes no sense. 
You weren't a boy. Mother wasn't interested in girls. Maybe not the way she was interested in you. But that doesn't mean that she wasn't capable of taking out her hostility on somebody else. On me. Believe me, I had no... That's what you missed, Michael. That's what you left behind. I thought it was just between her and me. Yeah, well... Can I get you something while I'm up? Another cup of coffee? Some food? I can make... Thank you, but no. I'm not hungry. In fact, I'm sure you have other things to... I'm fine for the time. Thanks. But I think I should go. I need to go. Look, I'm staying at a hotel nearby. You're welcome to stay here, if you like. I appreciate that, but... We talked about a lot of things, and... If you don't mind, I could really use some time to myself. It's a lot to process. Would you... Would you be willing to get together again tomorrow morning? I mean, if that's too much, too soon, I can... I'm fine with that, Michael. Here or someplace else? If it's all the same to you, someplace else. Too many bad memories here. How about Cunningham Park? At the bike trail? Where I taught you to ride. That's right. How about, say, 10 tomorrow morning at the trailhead? Would that be okay? I can pick up some coffee on the way. Thank you. Mm -hmm.